Today's Survivor Exit Interview is sponsored by Hover.com. Hover makes domain management easier than putting numbers in the order of 1 to 100. Oh, and just one more thing before we start. I know a lot of people are hypersensitive to anything that could be considered a spoiler. And after listening to this interview, I kind of feel like there's a few things if you read between the lines about what Brad is saying, you may be able to interpret something. So if you're one of these people that doesn't even watch the previews or anything or are very concerned that you could potentially have anything spoiled then maybe this might be an exit interview that you skip. Maybe I'm just being overly sensitive. I hope you appreciate the warning and enjoy the show if you dare. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sesternino here with another Survivor Blood vs. Water exit interview. And we've got a good one today. We're going to talk with Brad Culpepper, husband of Monica Culpepper, after he is the latest person to be eliminated from Redemption Island. So we'll talk to him about his time in the game and, of course, at Red Eye and what he was thinking about all of the drama that followed him throughout this wild season of Survivor. So last night, I got on the horn with Stephen Fishback and we broke down everything from this episode and we talked about whether or not it was the right decision for the tribe to vote out Cat last night. And so if you want to hear that discussion, it was another good one on Survivor Know-It-Alls. You can check that out at robhaswellwebsite.com and, of course, watch the video feed as well. So we've got a very busy day coming up here, of course, the exit interview with Brad Culpepper, which you're listening to now. Then later on today, we've got a good podcast coming up. Erin Lobdell from Survivor Token Sheens. We're going to talk to her, and it was a lot of Tyson last night. So we'll find out from Erin, uh, the recently engaged Erin Lobdell, what she thinks about Tyson's game here the third time around. And then for the voicemails, I'll be joined by a compatriot of Mr. Hayden Moss from Big Brother 12. That's right. One of the members of his first bro alliance, that would be Matt Hoffman. And Matt Hoffman is going to join me. So uh, we'll have the Hoff for the second half of today's podcast. So if you want to get your voicemails in for me and the Hoff to listen to, and they don't have to be Matt Hoffman centric, but he'll be with me if you want to ask him a specific question, you could do that. That number is 323-282-RHAP. Uh, to leave us a voicemail, or if you want, you could leave us a voicemail on your computer. You can go to robhasawebsite.com slash voicemail. And so we've got lots of stuff coming up here today on a very busy Thursday here on Rob Has a Podcast. So make sure you're locked in. Make sure you don't miss any of the episodes. Subscribe to Rob Has a Podcast. Go to robhasawebsite.com slash iTunes, or for the Survivor-only feed, you can get that at robhasawebsite.com slash Survivor Podcast. And of course, we always appreciate when you give us a five-star rating or leave us some comments on iTunes, because that helps us uh, on the iTunes charts. Okay, let's get right into it. So I see we have Brad Culpepper on the line. Brad, are you there? Hey, Rob, can you hear me? I can hear you, Brad. Uh, How are you doing? I'm doing fine. I'd, I'd uh, rather be out on that island right now, but unfortunately, I'm in here in a cubicle talking to you. All right, well, we'll, we'll make the, we'll make the best of it, Brad. I, yes, I know yes, you you played in uh, the the biggest arenas, and now we're 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 going to be working here in the smallest of arenas here on Rob as a podcast. Right. That's okay. Uh, now, Brad, uh, let's let's jump into it now. Uh, we were very sad to see you go because you created so much drama uh, back there when you got voted off in uh, episode number four. 
or uh, or was it episode five? Was it five or four? I think it was four. At end of four, and then five, I we put Candace out, and then six was last night, and I went out. Okay, so you were correct the first time. <laughs> All right, Fred. So let's jump right into it. So you uh, really did create a lot of drama, but also a lot of people were getting a little annoyed with you out there on the island. What was it about you that seemed to rub a lot of these people the wrong way? Well, I'm not quite sure. The people that were rubbed the wrong way were the loudest. Um, and that seemed to be somebody with whom, you know, Candace, whom I didn't spend any time with, and Marissa, who I spent, you know, three days with. So they were the loudest, so it made it seem like, you know, my tribe was annoyed at me, which really wasn't the case. Um, and and you can talk to them as they come off and get their opinions as to me. But, you know, there were no intentions of voting me off at any point. And had I been some tyrant or pig or, or misogynistic person, I promise you there would have been conversations. We got to vote this guy out. And, uh, you know, Caleb made a move at, at the 11th hour because he got nervous. My mistake was not getting to him before tribal and being more earnest in regards to buddy, you're not going out. There may have been conversations just because you were unconnected, but you're not, I'm not voting for you. You are safe, safe. I think he felt scared at that point and he made a very shrewd move. However, it may not have been a smart move. We'll find out. I mean, at that point he was way under the radar. I mean, he was actually playing a very smart survivor game by not being out there. I mean, it's kind of like, yeah, Caleb, we don't have to worry about him because, you know, he's just kind of do whatever. When he made this big move on me, I was sure to let everyone know at Redemption Island, that that guy in in the funny boots, he's a player. Do not sleep on him. He's dumb as a fox. And all of a sudden, he becomes out there. And in this game, you want to slide low as you can, as long as you can, and and that didn't happen. So it it remains to be seen whether whether he made a smart move or not. But uh, as far as... You know, the vitriol I was getting at Redemption Island seemed basically coming from two people with whom didn't spend much time with me. So do you how much of that do you think was this format where we know we had Redemption Island before, but never quite like this, where it's sort of just like an open forum. And I've compared it to Jerry Springer show uh, a bit like the way that everybody's allowed to just come there and just sort of shout whatever they want at whoever they want. And it's been great television. But how much of that do you think led to um, your downfall in the game? I don't think that that led to my downfall a, a little bit. Um, first of all, yeah, usually, you know, when you vote somebody out, you vote their dirty laundry with them. However, with this Redemption Island, you know, they're, it's basically like many final tribal councils where the people who are voted out are bitter betties and they're coming out and then they're yelling at people and, and they're trying to injure, you know, loved ones. You know, clearly Candace was not happy that Monica had voted her out. And, and when she was getting information, whether it was correct or incorrect, and and let me tell you this, Rob, they played all that down. I, I, they took a lot out. It was much Whoa. more volatile than they even show on TV. And um, my decisions or you know, the way I was trying to go on my tribe, number one, I, I was playing for Monica. I wanted her to get a chance to play the game. And unfortunately, we, we lost every challenge, and I could not get any clues in regards to what alliance she was in or what was happening on her tribe. We had no communication. The only thing I knew what was happening is that their tribe was getting this immense information at Redemption Island that I'm some tyrant, and I was really worried that voting off people that Monica could be connected to on her tribe was going to injure her ability to play the game. 
And, and that's the whole thing with John. I mean, look, if I was playing regular Survivor or when you played Survivor, it, it, it's a totally different game. I'm worried about Brad, number one, and my tribe, number one, and nothing else. But my number one tribe mate is on the other tribe. I'm worried about her before I'm worried about myself. And, you know, when Rachel went out, that was mainly Vetus's idea However, Tyson looks over at Mr. Football Guy, and I'm like, what do you want, Mr. Bike Repair Man? Uh, you know, he's blaming me for her ouster, and I'm thinking, oh, my God, that could be killing an alliance with Monica. So in the sense that, you know, this Redemption Island where people are voicing out everything, that doesn't help Monica. That, that, that hurts her, I think. And also, I'm thinking, they may get rid of her the same reason that potentially we got rid of Rachel to get rid of me. And I had already told my guys, I was like, look, if Monica goes in, I'm going in for her. There is no doubt about it. And if, when she comes over here, you treat her like me as best you can. They're all like, you got it, Brad. That, that'll happen. So the whole Redemption Island, the whole Loved Ones twist was extremely difficult, and your dirty laundry gets aired, and not even your dirty laundry, dirty laundry that's made up. Yeah. Well, it was a real interesting twist on the game this season, and it did create all sorts of uh, different problems. Let's go back to uh, the whole thing with Caleb and his decision to turn on you. So just to be 100% clear, you were not voting for Caleb the night that he ended up uh, voting, getting everybody to vote for you. Correct. Um, I did talk about getting rid of Caleb. And again, it was the same kind of thing about John. Um you know, John did not have a loved one on Monica's tribe, and it wasn't going to injure Monica if John goes. Uh, and if anything else, I'm, I'm getting rid of both candies, you know, I mean, both, candies, uh, both Cody's um, to not make the merge. I mean, that, that helps Monica as well because they, they can't both make it back. Um, and so when it came down to Caleb, you know, we keep losing. Obviously, if we'd have won one of the things, then I could have, you know, Monica could have, I could have read something in regards to who they're aligned with, but we kept on losing. So it's like, oh, my gosh, I vote out one of these girls. You know, Monica could be connected to one of their loved ones. I know she's not connected to, to Caleb's loved one, but then I had long, long conversations with, with Vetus, and, and Vetus and I went back and forth about what to do. And no, I was 100% uh, not voting Caleb. And my mistake was that I, I should have really reinforced that with Caleb. But he was playing a smart game at that point and was really under the radar. And it was like, you know, and, and Vita said the same thing. He's like, uh, I underestimated uh, Caleb as well. Because that, that didn't help Vetus, you know, because he voted for, you know, um, well, Sierra, yes, and Sierra knew that, and, and then you know, then he switched and went against me. But all of a sudden, by the, the change that happened, he he went from being on top to kind of being underneath. So we we took him for granted and shouldn't have done that. Were you surprised that Vetus switched his vote in the tiebreaker? That he originally, him and Hayden were with you. They both voted for Sierra, but in the tiebreak, uh, Hayden went back and forth, and then ultimately he does vote for Sierra. But then Vetus switches his vote to you. Was that a surprise? Yeah, I didn't know it at the time, um, a little bit, um, but I understand Vetus's point. I mean, he doesn't want to go out that soon, and obviously if there's another tie, they got to draw rocks. Um, but I think ultimately it, it maybe have hurt his game um, because what with me going out, I mean, we were real tight, and had I been there with him, you know, as the game progresses, I, I know I would could have been an asset to Vetus, but but he he changed it. Uh, it was it was a spur of the moment move, as was I think Caleb's. You know, he kind of talked about it later. 
that he didn't plan on voting me out, but he got, you know, he didn't feel comfortable about it, and he made the switch. Was it a smart move? Well, it remains to be seen whether it was smart or not. And and I'll ask you this to do this: reserve your opinions as to whether my gameplay was good or not, depending on how well Monica does, because you know, me and my math, one equals two, and being that my goal was to give Monica a chance to play the game. She's playing it, and we'll see how she does. And, and hopefully she does well, and, and then you can judge whether moves I made were smart or not smart. All right, well, Brad, we always appreciate when you uh, give us some math knowledge. We love that. <laughs> it's always great. Yeah, one equals two. One equals two. Uh, was it an underreported part of that story with uh the whole thing with you and caleb and because coming into the season i there was a lot of talk of is monica going to be able to trust caleb and i really thought that she wouldn't and then you 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 mean mean colton i'm sorry colton uh was monica going to be able to trust colton and there was a little there was a whole a whole lot of talk and i saw one interview where monica called him the devil you know he's better than the devil you don't so then they didn't really end up having any friction, but you and Caleb end up having this. Was was that at all connected, your and Caleb's relationship, to the relationship that Monica and Colton had on Survivor One World? First of all, Caleb and I didn't have any friction. I mean, we really didn't. Um, I think he clearly got nervous uh, as, as things progressed and, and him realizing that he was disconnected. It wasn't a matter of me not liking Caleb or, or, or us not having a great time on, on, the, on the, the island. Um, it was strictly a, a a worry that he got from me that I'm worried about Monica and, and and disconnecting some of someone who she would be connected with at that time. And Colton had already quit, so he knew he was a disconnected one. Yeah, I thought you know going into it that Monica was going to try to really you know play with Colton and you know that's smart. And I was really trying to play with Caleb and. I wasn't planning to vote out Caleb, and that was kind of the big watershed moment when Vetus and I thought, you know what, let's play with Caleb, let's get him to the merge because he can be an asset even though he's unconnected. If we can get him there, he's going to be on our side. I really was going 100% with Caleb. Um, you know, we'll see how it turns out for him, but I know that if I was still in there, I, 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 was, I was on Team Caleb at that point, even though he turned on me. All right, so we got about uh, five minutes left. Let me go into some rapid fire questions. Let's go into the the two minute offense here, Brad. All right, okay. all right, defense. <laughs> yeah, okay. Um, so when uh, you went to Redemption Island with Candace and John, how weird was that? Pretty weird, but I'm a father of a couple teenagers, so I'm used to uncomfortable conversations. If you're not having <laughs> uncomfortable uncomfortable conversations with your teenagers, and you're not doing a good job being a parent, so going into uh, that uh, Redemption Island, I, I was like, I threw it out there and uh, I tried to defuse the situation and pretty much did. She was a little bit cold the night, you know, the night, but next day she warmed up a tad. John and I hit it off straight again. We, we were buddies then and are now and, and will always be. Uh, the idea of throwing the idle clue in the fire, was that something you had thought of ahead of time or is that something you just came to you uh, spur in the moment? Uh, a little bit spur of the moment, and it wasn't like I was telling her what to do. Monica was actually trying to rip the uh, clue up, and it was having a hard time tearing because it's a thick piece of paper and it was rolled up. So that's when I was saying, throw it in the fire. I was like, don't, don't worry about ripping it up, babe. Throw it in the fire. Throw it in the fire. And uh, I wasn't really – I've been married 22 years, Rob. You're married. It's a two-way street. There's no one-way street. Monica is not the type to be married to a sexist, misogynistic kid. And – we we both 
uh, talk both ways to each other, and I, I thought it was a smart move for her to get rid of it. She had already planned on getting rid of it. Just It was just the means by which to do it, and I pretty much thought of it right then. Um, so what was it like when Laura Moret came to Redemption Island? How pissed was she when she got there? She was very calm. Um, I would have liked to probably have seen other people than her. I mean, she's, she's really good at challenges. Uh, she's like a little wood nymph. Uh, she can untie things very fast and she's four foot nothing. So, um, you know, but, but I didn't know what the challenge was going to be. Maybe it would be a, a battery hold out in front of you. Then I definitely would have beat her on that. <laughs> but unfortunately, it was a balance beam and untying knots and then just putting things in sequential order, which really wasn't a puzzle. It was just kind of a who can see the number faster. Right. Um, so, But she wasn't really angry about what had happened with her? No, she was actually more like me when I, you know, and it's kind of, she understood that it was a game and I, I think she felt very comfortable in, in challenges and thought she could get back in. So no, she, she, she wasn't, she, it wasn't like, I think as soon as I went off, uh, it was more peaceful. And when she came in, it was peaceful as well. I mean, she wasn't, she wasn't a bitter Betty. That's for sure. Uh, I know hindsight is twenty twenty, but if you had to do it over again, would you have voted out John uh, at that point? Uh, was it the third tribal council you went to? You know, it's, it's a total game, you know, as you're looking back on it. Maybe, again, I was not voting out John to, to help me. I was voting out John to, to not hurt Monica. And maybe, maybe I would have gotten rid of Caleb at that point or, you know, tried to get rid of Caleb instead of John. Um, yeah, knowing now that I, I could maybe have trusted John longer than I could trust Caleb, um, maybe Caleb would have been my choice because he was disconnected. But I clearly was trying to protect Monica as you would protect your wife. Uh, and no, I don't know that, you know, I, I don't know that I would have changed that, at least that, that view of the game at that point. Look, if it's a different game. If you're playing against Rob, if you're playing against your brother or you're playing against your wife, who do you put ahead of yourself? You don't put your brother ahead of yourself. No way. But I promise you, you put your wife ahead of you. And, and that it, it was a little bit difficult for me playing this game against others who are playing against brothers, who are playing against cousins, who are playing against girlfriends, because my wife is number one. She's my alliance. And every move I make, it could be affecting her. And that made it very troubling. All right. Well, Brad, the... The great, great thing I thought you did uh, that when you got blindsided, you really you took it like a pro, and uh, you were a, had great sportsmanship. I think that's what everybody likes to see on Survivor. So uh, that was I, I don't think you got enough credit for uh, the way you went out of that game. So that was uh, a really great job by you there. I appreciate that, Rob. It was a game, and and I, playing in the NFL as long as I did, I've been through a lot of pressure type situations, and. and being in the NFL was my job and, and that, that was life and that was real deal. Playing survivor was a game. I loved it. I loved every single aspect of it. Um, the, the, the island was beautiful. The, the fish were plentiful. The, the, the friendship we had, I wish they, you know, because we had redemption Island, they couldn't really show a lot of the camp life. We belly ached, laughed all day, all night in our tribe. We had so much fun. It was so unfortunate that we kept losing all the, all the challenges because we had to vote somebody off and make all the tough decisions. But I loved survivor and it was a game. I was sad to see it end when it did. And I also knew this, I had created a lot of good relationships on the island with, with my tribe, believe it or not, and, and you'll see this. Um, but I wanted them not to think of me as bitter or angry because I wanted them to embrace Monica. If Monica's still in the game at Emerge, and any of these people are, I want them to be able to connect with her because we had connected ourselves on our tribe. Not the ones that were on Redemption Island, but the ones that were in my tribe when I went off. 
they all felt very highly of me, and I'm hoping that it translates well when they potentially play with Monica. So time will tell. All right, Brett, I know you got to go. Thanks so much for coming on with us, and uh, best to you and Monica. Thanks, Rob, and good luck with your little one. <laughs> Thanks a lot, Brett. Take care. Yeah, man. Bye. All right, everybody, there you have it. That was Brad Culpepper here, and uh, we didn't even get to ask him for a Super Bowl pick. That Brad had a lot to say, uh, only a short amount of time to talk to him. But we will not have a short amount of time when we talk later on today with Aaron Lobdell in our big Rob is a Podcast uh, interview show, uh, which we're going to have later on this afternoon. Now, I mentioned at the top of the show that this podcast was sponsored by Hover.com. Now, if you don't know what that is, if you haven't heard me talk about Hover, they are the best people to work with when you need to get a new website set up. Now, they don't do hosting. This is just getting set up with a new domain and doing any sort of the complicated stuff that is goes into setting up a website. And God knows that it is having a website can be a major pain in the butt, but they make it very simple and they don't try to upsell you on anything. They are extremely friendly and extremely focused on customer service. So when you give them a call at Hover.com, they have a no-hold phone policy, and there's not very many companies that you could get anything like that from in writing. So next time you need to get a website set up, think of Hover.com. Use the promo code ROB. Get 10% off uh, at Hover.com. Now, we also have a no-hold phone policy on our voicemail line, and we want to get those voicemails in today. So, 323-282-RHAP when we talk uh, with the Hoff. And we'll be back uh, later on today. Of course, we like to do video on these Survivor interviews this season. So if you want to make sure, if you want to see the interview with Aaron Lobdell as well as uh, hear it on Rob Has a Podcast, you can do that on my YouTube channel at robhasawebsite.com slash YouTube. All right, so it's going to be a fun Thursday. Love hearing from you guys. Let me know what you think in the comments and, of course, on Twitter. And have a great day, everybody, and I'll talk to you again soon. Bye.